0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610
1: presents Pain and Pendergast.
2: Indeed, Payne and Pendergast. Yeah, email HOUmailbag at gmail.com. You just heard that promo for the Utopia football podcast. John and I are recording our mailbag segment today. So if you want to get us a question last minute here, H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. Seth asked Nick Casario about John Mechie. I'm so glad you asked this question, Seth, about John Mechie and the chances of him. You know, just where is he at? Could he play this year? Here was Nick Casario effusive in his praise of where John Mechie is right now.
1: I'd say there's a chance that he'll be ready for the start of the offseason program, Seth. Uh, I think there's still some things that he has to complete or go through. But quite frankly... It's amazing what he's done to this point. Um, not to get into my workout routine, but on Fridays, I went in there in the afternoon and I'd go through a, um, my workout. And John was in there every Friday, kind of going through his workout. And he actually looks better now than he did when we drafted him in the spring. Like, he's improved his strength, he's improved his lower body strength, his attitude has been great even though he's been dealing with a lot of things medically, but quite frankly, you wouldn't know. I mean, this kid is incredible. He's a special kid. So does that mean, like, okay, he's going to be able to walk out there and catch 100 passes? No, I'm not saying that. But it's been amazing to watch his progression from when we brought him in, kind of to what he went through over the summer, what he did during the course of the fall, And it's really a tremendous credit to him. It speaks to who he is as a person, and I think it's emblematic of the type of people that we have in this building. So he'll probably have some modifications, Seth. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but at some point, assuming everything goes okay, then I think he'll have an opportunity to participate fully, assuming everything gets cleared.
2: That's music to the ears of a Texan fan right there. And if you're just anybody who admires... John Mechie, um, that wasn't one of those, boy, for someone who's been what he's been through, he looks really good. That was, no, he's stronger now. He's yeah. empirically, he is empirically <laughs> yeah. stronger and looks better now than he did when we drafted him.
3: Yeah, and I guess, and you know, then looks are one thing, and obviously when it comes to endurance and everything else, a, a cancer treatment can be quite the ordeal. So sure. I think that when he talks about making modifications, you, you know, he they have to be careful in just how far they, and how fast they push it. But players have come back um, from this before and uh, gone on to have long and healthy careers. So that looks like the track that John Mechie is on right now. And that's almost, in my mind, psychologically, I kind of just put John Mechie off to the side. and Because uh, you never want to... I never want to put your. You never want to put yourself in a position where you're like frustrated that a guy isn't beating cancer fast enough. Right. Um, you know, like, you don't want to be a monster, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. So, so um, I think that like to have that re injected into the equation, and then all right, I could maybe start being optimistic about John Mechie for the season. Yeah. Uh, that's that's exciting, and I, I wish Nico Collins had stayed healthier over the course of the last couple of years, but. Depending on what the Texans do in free agency and with the draft, if if there's a young quarterback in here, hopefully there's a chance that they've got one extra piece. You know, and John Mechie won't have had any playing experience, but will have had time learning NFL football and watching film and doing all this, so it will be like a like a rookie plus, I suppose. Yeah. Like a rookie that's been to a bunch of seminars by yep. the time he steps yep. out there.
2: Or as McLean likes to say, Mechie's like having an extra two in the twenty twenty three draft, that's that's John's sort of oh, an extra second round pick. Yeah, an extra oh, second yeah. round pick. Yeah, that's okay.
3: What, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yep. For They've some got... reason, I thought you had quoted him as saying like ex, having an extra one. No, uh, no, no, no. Something no, like, like, like trust like me. Already, I've heard him
2: say it enough times. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like like he'd already proven himself better than his draft slot or something.
2: John will go. They've got five of the top seventy five picks: two first, a second, and the two thirds. And me- having Mechie back is like having an extra two. Um, yeah. so, so that so that'll be good. Um, yeah, dude, I could get I can get excited about a team with one of the two quarterbacks in the draft, you know, Stroud or Young, a wide receiving core of Nico Collins, John Mechie and Quentin Johnston from TCU with that Cleveland yeah. pick and then a backfield of Damian Pierce and then maybe like another running back they take in the third or fourth round, like a Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State or somebody like that.
3: It's uh, it's getting hard not to project them for 15 wins, Sean. That's what I'm is, saying. Uh, is what I'm hearing. Did you were yeah. trying to
2: get out of Nick <laughs> in the first question to him about the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: <laughs> is it, isn't it obvious that you're going to win 15 games next year? Clearly. The, other, the one thing you have to worry about with John Mechie mm-hmm. is that he was drafted into the CFL as well. So, oh, British really? Columbia does have his rights. Okay, well, look uh, out. If he, if he chooses to take that $120,000... <laughs> may instead ask of, out.
2: Right. And the one-bedroom <laughs> apartment that comes with it.
3: Which is... So, they have his rights. Uh, they, they do that with Canadian players because if, if, they, if it doesn't work out in the NFL, usually... The Canadian-born players are still usually, you know... That go to the NFL are some of the best absolute players in Canada. And they're only allowed to have so many non Canadians on the team. Right. So a guy like John Mechie as a Canadian citizen is a huge, it's a coup. Like if he ever, if he ever decided to go up there, it's a glitch in the
2: matrix. Yeah. No, he's like the Devontae Adams of Canada. Yeah.
3: I played with a guy. uh, We had a guy in Jacksonville who was a Canadian citizen. He got drafted like second overall. Yeah. I think he was, he was drafted seventh. Seventh round or so to in the NFL, but he was like second overall in the Canadian draft <laughs> hey, because he was so good as as you know, by Canadian citizen standards.
2: That's quite the conversion chart. Um as far as other rookies go, what do you want to hit here, Seth? Do you want to hit Stingley or Kenyon Green? Which was the which was the more interesting topic with Nick? Kenyon Green or Derek Stingley. Stingley. Let's hit Stingley. Stingley. So we asked him about Stingley's usage in Lovey's defense and just an overall assessment of what Derek Stingley looked like in his rookie year
1: whatever we're doing schematically on defense and however we want to deploy our players you know will be up to the coaches and the staff i think the overarching theme regardless of if it's offense or defense in the kicking game is are we accentuating what the player does well are we utilizing his strengths are we putting the players in the best position to utilize the skills that they possess so sting was great to work with had a great attitude really put himself in a position to go out there week one and play at a, at a good level. So worked hard in the offseason, kind of had to deal with the injury. We knew what we were dealing with when we drafted him. He worked really hard. Our sports performance team did a great job of kind of getting him ready, and the fact that he was kind of ready to go full speed for week one against Indy is a credit to him, and it's a credit to the rest of the staff. Quite frankly, what happened there, I mean, it was really like the last play of practice the week of Washington – where you know he kind of stepped wrong and you know kind of tweaked his hamstring there a little bit and then ended up getting sick. So I think he was frustrated and upset there by the end. Um, but saw him running around out there the other day. I mean, he looked fast. He looked explosive. He looked athletic. So Derek's a good player. He's got a great demeanor. He's got a great mindset. He's smart. He understands football. So our job as a staff is to put our players in the best position possible on a week-to-week basis so they can perform their job at a high level.
2: If he was running around the other day, I'm assuming he means a practice in advance of the Colts game, uh, Seth. Yeah. That may, that may be telling that they made a similar administrative decision with Stingley on the IR as they did with Damian Pierce on the IR. You know, if he... Well-
3: yeah, but well, he was on IR already, wasn't
2: he? Yeah, no, he was. That's what yes. I'm
3: saying. But though. he can't like, pra- he can't run around. He can't be at practice.
2: But when... he said he was running around. Like I'm, I'm assuming maybe oh. on the side field or something oh, okay, like that. Yeah, like I'm, yeah yeah. Okay, you know, I gotcha. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm. That tells me, like, if he looked good, I, I'm, maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Um, yeah. But I could see where maybe they get to a point in the year where well, he hasn't played in like four or five weeks because of this hamstring. Let's just fold up the tents and get ready for the off season in 2023. Are you, um, what's your enthusiasm level for Stingley right now as a player, or is it some of it going to be contingent on who they bring in to coach this defense?
3: I guess some of it's going to be contingent on who they bring in to coach. Um, my reservations about him after the draft were largely injury related and the fact that he hadn't performed as well in the previous two seasons than he did in his freshman year. So I, I have those exact same reservations just multiplied, I think. And that, yeah, I hope I, I think when, you know, when he had chances to come up and be aggressive and run with guys, I thought he did a good job of it this season. He just needed polish and he needed more experience doing it. So I, yeah, I would love to see somebody that's gonna, that's gonna test him and challenge him more in that regard. I thought it was
2: interesting a little later on in his answer. That was only a piece of the answer about Stingley. As you guys know, Nick likes to give long answers, um, he mentioned by name Sauce Gardner and Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think Nick Nick knows the uh the perception out there of the especially Sauce, you know, that same position, drafted a pick later, you chose Stingley. Sauce has turned into not just the rookie of the year. I mean he's he's got a he's got a legitimate shot at being an all pro this year, Sauce Gardner. Um so, you know, we'll We'll see. But Nick is not uh, he's, he's not blind nor deaf to the uh, the praises and the flowers given to sauce and to Kayvon <laughs> Thibodeau at five there for the Giants.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.